Welcome back to the Silent Plus Podcast. I'm Josh Watford. Across the table from me is John Nicholson. That's me. Glad to be back. And across the other side of the table is Miss Janice Williams. Hello, that's me. So, Janice, uh, we have had complaints that our... <laughs> Uh, podcast has been too masculine. <laughs> and so we were like, we need to get a lady on here to, oh to help us out with this. And, it, you know, that was kind of the origin of this. And so as I was thinking through who we could get on here for technology, I know you and I have had some discussions about te- uh, technology use. And uh, you, you've talked with John I'll about see. some stuff, too. And so you were, uh, whenever I was thinking technology, you were the first person that came to mind, whether or not we were trying to... Same. Yeah, whether or not we were trying to get a, a man or a woman. So, right. so this isn't, we're not trying to be sexist or anything well, here. We're just, I'll tell you real honestly, along when we started thinking about the influence of technology in our spiritual disciplines and our spiritual lives, um, I thought, who are the, who are the, um, the influencers, the social media influencers in our church family? And Janice comes to mind immediately. Right. I don't yeah. know if that's good or bad. That's a good thing. Yeah. Whenever we were thinking about faith life, we said one of the first people that we need. On the Faith Life uh, Salon page, it's Janice Williams. That's right. So here you are. And here I am. <laughs> Your leader. Tell, tell us, just in case somebody that's listening doesn't know who Janice Williams is, it's unthinkable, I know. But just in case they don't, just tell us a wee bit about you. How long have you been at the church? All that uh, kind of well, thing. I grew up in Marion. I've always been at Salom. Um Always been a Marion native. Used to work at Judson. Um, what else? You ride horses. Ride horses, have loud dogs. Yeah, we knew Janice had driven up. She, we knew she had arrived because the dogs announced her arrival a little earlier. So it's, it's. By the way, that's one of the things I miss most about what Judah calls Rock Church. When we <laughs> rock were church. out behind the bank with all the rocks and the gravel, oh, that's why he calls it Rock Church because he'd play in the rocks. That's great. The dogs uh, got to come to church with us. But yeah, that's one of the things I miss the most is uh, getting some amens from some of the dogs. <laughs> That's good yes. stuff. Yeah, they're they're even more vocal than a lot of the people in church. So Absolutely, I, I always and a good turnout. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we would count the dogs too. That's right. Yeah. Pastor <laughs> speaking. But anyway, so social media, social media. So this is one of the things from the outset that we kind of discussed beforehand. One of the things that you and I, John, have wanted to make clear in our discussions with social media is that social media can be used for good. Absolutely. And most people that I know use it for good, generally. Uh, myself, I would try to use it for good. Uh, when you're talking about a pastoral role, you want to be involved in people's lives, and you get to see a lot of stuff that goes on throughout the week with different people via social media. Right. So social media as a whole uh, can be very good. It, but again, I think you used the... Uh, analogy of a hammer Mm -hmm. this past Sunday and so it's a tool just like any other tool is you can misuse a tool or you can use it for its proper purpose right and so what we're wanting to combat is the misuse of social media right and by us and even by the social media conglomerates themselves yeah that's the nefarious uh, side of it that's that's one thing that we want people to be aware of but then also helping us be good stewards of our time of our resources uh, in using social media. So that's just wanted to make that blanket statement and because we've tried to make it before, but again, I want to say if you're on social media, it's we're not calling you a sinner. <laughs> you're a sinner whether you're on social media right, or not, right? right? Uh, it just all depends on how we live that out in our 
quote unquote virtual lives. Right. All right. So before we go diving off into this a little bit, give me your thoughts, Josh, and maybe Janice as well. Dive into this. How do you, where do you see the connection between our use of technology and it, and the spiritual disciplines or our spiritual growth? Do you, is there a connection? You want to take that, Janice? Go ahead. I'll let you start. I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, for, well, I'll just say for me, one of the reasons why I've had to delete it all off of my phone is because it's simply a time waster mm-hmm. for me. It became something like a pacifier. Uh, is just something that I immediately went to when I was bored. If I was, if I was bored or anxious, it would, like I said, become my pacifier. I'd just pull it out and start scrolling on it so I wouldn't have to think about my whatever's making me anxious, wouldn't have to think about how bored I was, wouldn't have to come to terms with whatever that I needed to come to terms with in that moment. And so it was functioning in a way that only God should function. Mm. In those moments, I should be either turning to Scripture, turning to prayer, and just using that time as margin time in a sense of, okay, well, I have some downtime. Why don't I just talk with the Lord? And instead of, I would say, I I care less about what God thinks. I care more about what people I've never met thinks on, on Twitter or Facebook. And so... The spiritual disciplines is to strengthen our relationship with Christ. And I can't do that if I don't have time to do that. Right. And I was filling the time that I would, would have for the spiritual disciplines that we've been talking about, whether it's the actual time, the physical time, or just mental energy and time within my own mind to be able to spend time in those things and so for me it was either I do away with social media in my quote unquote spare time uh, and only use it intentionally as a tool like it was it really should be used or I keep it on my phone and just allow it to overrule other things that more important things that I should be doing how about you Janice what do you think I'm afraid I have the same problem. I had to delete it off my phone because I'd be sitting at a red light even, sit there, pull my phone out, start scrolling. Or if I'm at home, sit there, start scrolling. 30 minutes later, I've wasted 30 minutes and I could have done something productive. Um, what I do like about it, what I try to make a point of, is to share positive things because everybody's got so many problems and all. Mm-hmm. that I try to keep my stuff pretty light and pretty humorous, except for a lot of the religious stuff. I shared a Siloam's page. Right. And we do get a, some occasional good banter with it. Sometimes not, sometimes. <laughs> um, but I keep having to delete it off my phone for the exact same reason and be very deliberate. Otherwise, I get sucked into this big black hole yeah. and will be there forever. Yeah, and that's that's such an easy thing that happens. And I think we, unless we are attending to it, we don't really even notice that it's happened. And, and that, for me, was an awakening for me that... that this is by design. This gets to the nefarious side of this. And I think just being aware, and this goes to the first point that I was, uh, or the commitment that I was uh, asking our church to, to think through Sunday morning, um, you know, for us to educate ourselves on the impacts and effects of technology on our lives and the lives of those we love. Yeah, I think that's such a first step is just waking up to the fact that the reason I'm spending so much time there is because it is designed to make me do that. Yeah. 
and works very well at that. Oh, they know exactly what they're doing. And that was such a disturbing thing for me. And we're gonna we'll post some of this stuff in the show notes so that you guys can follow up. But if you have access to Netflix, uh, the documentary "The Social Dilemma." Uh, is on Netflix, and I, I commend it to you. It's it's a sobering kind of wake-up call because um, it's the CEOs and other people that come out of the social media conglomerate uh, um, uh, tech giants, and they talk about here's what they are intentionally putting in to the software to drive Janice Williams and John Nicholson to spend long, much more time than they ever really intended to. They talk to the guy who invented the like button. Like the guy who came up with the idea of a like button and he had to quit his job because he realized of how far it had come and how it was being used. And you're just like, okay, the dude who came up with the idea thinks that this is generally a bad idea. It it, it makes you stop and think, okay, well, maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe, just maybe. Yeah. And maybe we need to be a little more intentional. And I think for me, that's one of the key words in utilizing or in talking through this is, is intentionality. You know, right. The hammer idea. If I'm going to have a hammer, I know what it's for. But if I'm just carrying it around all day, every day, and just, you know, hitting something randomly all day, every day, <laughs> what am I done? You know, it, yeah. is a, it, is a, it is an abuse of that tool. And so I think one of those big steps is for us to do some self-education. Another link that we'll post in the show notes is called the Ledger of Harms. And this is from a a group that, again, these are people that came out of these tech giant um, uh, corporations. But uh, it's it's called, the organization is called the Center for Humane Technology. And they are trying to uh, create some groundswell about creating technology that, that helps us be more human rather than technology that keeps us from being human. Yeah. Um, and being human, part of that is sitting down and having great conversations like this. Like this. One of the other things that comes to mind is is you point out the fear of missing out. And that's a huge one I struggle with because if, if I only spend 15 minutes, what have I missed? Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, did I miss something? Did somebody say something? Did I miss something funny? Did I miss something serious? So I struggle with actually closing my iPad and getting up from the chair and going and leaving. Yeah. Because what did I miss? Mm-hmm. Right. And now with even with it off my phone, because I took it back off Sunday, I'm sitting here because I hadn't been on it today. I'm like, I wonder what I missed today. Yeah. Who said what? And that's yeah. this is a it's a withdrawal because what we're dealing with, and you know, as you educate yourself and as you get get involved in it, you what they're doing is they're driving this dopamine loop. It's it's a chemical reaction in your brain to the like button. That's yep. that's what it activates in our brain. This mm-hmm. it's a positive response. We're Pavlov's dogs here, okay? Pavlov is ringing the bell and we're going back and getting some more. Um, and so it, you know, I, I don't want to live my life like that. Either it can control me or I can I can exert control over that. And part of that is it is literally a withdrawal process. Again, full confession, I am a withdrawing addict okay uh, i am yep. still a recovering addict with that um and it's easy even on sunday afternoons when i am going through my facebook i think and i'll find myself rolling on down a little further than i intended to just what's what's next what's there do i need to like this or do i need you know oh my gosh you know and it, because they know exactly what they're doing they know how we're wired and they're utilizing that uh for us so just educating ourselves i think is really an important uh step in that but then also realizing that it's not going to be this quick, easy, smooth transition. No. Uh, you'll no. step back in, step back out, but beginning to intentionally take that, that journey. 
it, it's possible that some people who are listening to this and some people in our congregation may not necessarily be addicted to social media, but there's also all the video games that you can get on your phone that works the same way. Yeah. They have the same sort of uh, just ideology behind them to get us addicted to them. Uh, one that me and Becca have been playing consistently has been Scrabble. Like We like playing each other in Scrabble, but they also have the, the single-player mode where you can play the computers and they have different types of Scrabble. Anyways, that's uh, kind of a side note. But that's something that now that I have social media off my phone... I'm still going to my phone to check my Scrabble, <laughs> you know? And so uh, it, it's not just social media. What we're talking about here, and I think you uh, did a good job on Sunday with just saying technology mm-hmm. because it may be TV that some people really are, are addicted to. watching yeah. idea, uh, uh, phenomena. This yeah, idea. watching a show for, goodness, seven hours a day yeah. or, or, or whatnot. So uh, it's not just social media, even though right now that's kind of the the king of the addictive technologies that are, that are out there, but what we're saying can apply to a range of technologies yeah. that are out there. Yeah. For me, the, the golden moment Sunday morning was uh, Ms. Evelyn talking about it from her perspective. You know, she doesn't have any social media. She doesn't have any technology hardly to speak of. Um, but just talking about the people around her in her life that do have it that don't have any time for relationships. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's that's it. Yep. You know, because if if I am if I'm spending that extra thirty minutes on Facebook, that's that's thirty minutes of my life I don't get back. You know, and that I could be in a face to face conversation with somebody. Yeah. So, uh, so that education process. So what's commitment number two? Commitment number two was we will intentionally use the tools of technology for good. This includes controlling how we use these tools rather than allowing them to control or use us. So, and you, you kind of touched on this. And yeah, that was, why, <laughs> that was why you came to the forefront in our minds when we we're talking about this, because that's something that you want to see happen. Yeah. Talking to Janice here, by the way. <laughs> y'all, y'all can't see me. Can you see our hand motions? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Like with the, the sharing to the church and all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's some good platforms out there to share good stuff. And that's one thing I, I like about the technology is you can share good stuff. It doesn't have to be all the bad stuff. It doesn't have to be drama. Share God's love. Share good stuff. And also to encourage people because I know that's something encourage, that... Encourage, yes. You know, this, and this goes to the other side of, of the information that's there because sometimes out of those posts, sometimes out of those things, you do get the sense that maybe something's not quite right for this person in their life and it does give me an opportunity to reach out this is a good side of that and i know this is something that you do in fact we have a i know of two people particularly within the life of our church currently that are here largely because of some connection that you made via social media with them to begin with and then they started coming trying to reach out plant that seed that's it yeah however i need to do it planet social media technology let it grow. Yeah. Water it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and even us as a church, I know people who had kind of checked out our church, and particularly during the pandemic, people would be watching online and then say, well, yeah, this is somewhere where I want to go to. So, yeah, uh, of course, there are uh, just a myriad of different pros, things that are just really good about social media that I think we as Christians need to lean into. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if for, for me... 
right now <laughs> I got to get into the mindset to where I can get back on social right. media and simply do that rather than letting it control my life. I have to do this hard break with it for a yeah. while in order to reorient my mind and, and, and my soul even to be able to get back on there and really use it for what it's good for. But until then, I'm, I'm still going to keep right. my distance. But we need to disciple those who are still on there and, and want to be on there in order to use it correctly. Yeah. And then the other side of using technology for good is like with uh, our our online classroom meetings that we're able to have. I think of our ladies' Sunday school class. Um, right. There are four or five that regularly join via uh, the video conference call setup that we have uh, for them. The vast majority of those four or five that, that are there regularly, they have legitimate reasons that they don't need to be here right now just because of you know the continuing issues with the pandemic and that kind of thing. Um, they have health issues, health concerns, and that kind of thing. So it's given them a place, an ability to reconnect or to stay connected yeah and and so that's that's good and we want to embrace that but we also want to say on the other side that 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 is still it's it's second best at at best (laughs) yeah Uh, because there's nothing that replaces that that physical community that we build i think every single one of them if you ask them they would say i would rather be in person Right, right here, right. Uh, but it's an interesting phenomenon. I was having this conversation with uh, another pastor, um, and he's just talking about. He lives in a suburban area, and just talking about the number of families that are they just embrace the whole go to church online sort of thing, and mm-hmm. they do church in their pajamas, and they don't ever go to physical church. Yeah, uh, that's just that's just bad. You, know. you miss the the feeling of being there. Yeah, you miss the spirit being there. Yeah. You miss Ellie giving Doug a hard look at the offering plate, man. That was just such a joyful moment. You know, there's all kinds of things. I mean, there's just so many good things that happen that if you're not there physically, in present, in person, you're just gonna miss it. A yeah. hug from Betsy every Sunday. Oh, come on, yeah, preach. That is that's good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but there is a good side. We we do want to affirm that, and we want, but we want to intentionally as a church use these tools for good, um, in, in what we're doing. Yeah. All right, commitment number three, because right. we don't have a whole lot of time left. All right, commitment number three, and this one's a little bit long. Uh, we probably need to rewrite this one, but here it is. It says, we will make renewed commitments of time and resources in face-to-face interactions with members of the church and community, as well as the intentional investment of time engaging with God's Word and His world. So kind of a two-part thing, but it's big. But it's we already kind of talked hug from Betsy. There's, there's that, you know, those face-to-face commitments, uh, sitting down at Wednesday night dinner or being in a Sunday school class, making that an intentional um, thing. Because, again, going back to the social media side of that, we can spend a lot of time scrolling and even talking, quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, I'm sorry, uh, um, talking to people online, but you just miss so much. You miss so much. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I would recommend and commend to to any of us is to let's just intentionally find another time to uh, sit down at a meal, you know, get, take somebody to breakfast, take somebody to lunch, uh, yeah. go sit down with them and sit across the table from them and do so regularly for, you know, a couple of three weeks or, you know, go and visit one of our elderly folks. Man, you know, you talk about the people that suffered through our COVID season. You know, the isolation was huge on yeah. them. And so just having uh, some face-to-face communication would be really important. I read an article before we came in here on the metaverse, mm-hmm. uh, how Christians ought to go ahead and prepare for that because that's the next, uh, apparently it's the next big 
technological revolution that's coming up uh, within the five, next five to ten years. And the author was talking about how we need to embrace our God-given limits in in the face of a promise of a limitless world. Mm. What the metaverse offers is this limitless world where we can go, be, do, whoever, and whatever we want to be. But God's given us these God-given limits as humans and experiences as humans. You know, there's you can right now go on Google Earth and go uh, look at Mount Everest or, or something like that. And you can pull up pictures of just about any nook and cranny on the face of the planet. But there is absolutely nothing like seeing something like that in person. Mm-hmm. And you can text, you can message, you can even call on the phone, which is a little bit better. But you can do all that. You can Skype, FaceTime, all you want to. But nothing replaces the actual presence of somebody else mm-hmm. with somebody else. So just nothing replaces that. Yeah. And, and, and the other side of that, with this commitment, because it takes effort. I mean, Janice, you had to leave, you know, hobble up here on a tough toe from a horse stepping on it and all that. And it took effort to be here. And you were talking about just a moment ago mm-hmm. how even on Sunday mornings, it's, it's an effort. It's hard. But it's such a blessing to be here, though. It yeah. is. You can't yeah. you can't get the all, yeah, out of the online, yeah, part. And then the other side of that commitment that we we're talking about was intentionally again reinvesting in God's word and in His world. Yeah. And you know, and this is something that I I am reprocessing again. You know, because you know, Psalm nineteen says the heavens declare the glory of God that He's written to us, and Paul talks about it in Romans chapter one. He He tells us about Himself through His creation. Mm-hmm. And if I'm stuck on a screen all the time, I'm missing some of the things that he's wanting to teach me through creation. Yeah. And one of the best antidotes for that is if you have access to a small child, go spend some time with them outdoors. Just yeah. it, It's good work. Just without your screen. Them. Yeah, without your screen. Keep it inside. Of course, we're going to do that. We're going to take pictures at the moment, though, so we can post them on social media, right? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen if you don't have a picture. That's exactly right. That's if exactly I didn't see right. it, it didn't happen. <laughs> That's right. right. So... Anything else, Janice? No, I don't think so. Thanks okay. for being one of our social media influencers, though. Certainly, you have Plant really those seeds. Well, doing do. what I can do. Well, and thank you. It's it's difference making. And like I said, there are I people so. in the life of our church right now that wouldn't be had it not been for those seeds that you planted. So we're grateful for that. Yeah, I'm grateful for you guys. Yeah, this has been fun. It has been. Always is. And. Thank you, Janice, for being the first lady to Yay! make a, an appearance or a, a uh, what do you call this? I guess it's an appearance. Uh, uh, appearance? Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Co- co-host? For I don't know. Being the first lady to show up on the podcast. That's great. It was Thank great. It is fun. <laughs> it was fun. Any last word, John? Listen, folks, just educate yourself. Recommit to those face-to-face commitments. Let's do things for good. And let's be intentional about how we use this. Um, and, um, and let's just... Check on each other because, again, these are community disciplines. These are things we got to do together. So it's perfectly right, I think, for us to say, how's it going? Yeah. What are you doing with this? Where are you in that journey? And it's not to say, I'm better than you are. What you got? I see the wheels rolling. Yeah, one more little thing I want to intercede. By being here on Sunday mornings, our Sunday school class has had a lot of deep discussions lately. Mm. And some of my friends that I wish would join us do not. So they get a condensed version of our Sunday school lesson <laughs> sent to them. Good. See, I love it. That's so, using that for good. That's using that and that's for good. intention there. So send that message and set it aside. We have a little Facebook group um, called My Tribe. It includes some Several. of the close friends. Right. 
and they get to receive all kinds of fun stuff. I love it. That's great. Use it for good. Yeah, it's good. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us on Thank the you. Silent Plus podcast, and hopefully we'll see you next time. Make sure you uh, subs- uh, subscribe to the podcast. Me and Janice were talking about how to do that and get notifications and all that. Yeah. So it may be complicated. If you do have questions about that, please reach out to us. We want to make sure that this uh, podcast is easily accessible to you. But uh, if you already got that, share it and like and whatever else All those you can kinds of do things. with it. And be sure you check the show notes so that you can get these other uh, points of information that may help you as you're working through this uh, this issue of spiritual discipline and the use of technology. Yeah, that's good. All right, we'll see you next time. Great, thanks. Thanks.